Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. We are live, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. We have an awesome session today with an amazing guest. It's going to be really cool. My name is Kenny Harper, and joining with me today is Manny Torres. Hey, how you doing? And Gary Fry. Hey, hey. So Gary Fry is going to Gary-fy this live <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and, you know, um, Gary is actually the uh, co-founder and co-host of the Anything But Typical podcast, um, which is pretty awesome in and of itself. And um, he leads business development for um, CEOs who are looking to basically amplify their business. So we're, he's on the amplifier team in sense that we're all looking to help be, each other become more successful and profitable. So Gary, welcome. Um, let's get us start off um, just cool. by taking a, a moment to kind of introduce yourself. What got you to where you are now and uh, telling us a little bit about your background. Well, it's an anything but typical journey. Um, and it was one that I planned and God laughed, I think. <laughs> and I, like you, Kenny, I started as a graphic designer a long, much longer than you are old, probably. But nonetheless, um, uh, what I did not realize that uh, as an early, my first turnaround was at age 28. And actually, it was actually at 17. I just posted about that today as <laughs> managing a swimming pool and getting it into profitability. But I, I didn't really think about it that much. But nonetheless, um, I found that I had a knack for being able to take kind of right brain um, problem solving and talk to CEOs that were very left brain and be able to um, help them grow their businesses as I was running an ad agency. And um, so fast forward, um, this really crazy journey has led me to run four companies and do turn two turnarounds and be in two Fortune 100s, which I don't fit anywhere. <laughs> so, um, and right now I'm with a, 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 a CPA firm that just works with privately held businesses and helps them grow. And uh, I think out of the 77 of us now, we're at 11 of us that have actually started run or turned around businesses, which is really interesting. So I run business development for the firm. Mm -hmm. I also coach CEOs and management teams that are in high growth businesses that want that. Uh, and then we launched this podcast just to feature the uh, stories of business owners who have, you know, gone and taken a road less traveled and risked everything to um, try to do something and make an impact. So that's my story. That's your story and you're sticking to it. I love it uh, because I, I see that that's a, a way to really get behind the scenes authentically and genuinely and, and help others who are on their journey, maybe avoid some common pitfalls or maybe see that there is a potential better path. Um, yeah. Sometimes the th things that we see are are counterintuitive, right? 
uh, it seems like, oh, maybe this shortcut will be better, but it's like, well, to what expense? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I didn't think about it at the time either, but the in 1991, um, I was brought in to um, do this turnaround and it was a, he, he, he would consider himself a consultant and on business development, came from the Martin Agency in um, uh, Richmond, Virginia. But he really also served as a coach in many ways, and he was not inexpensive. But, um, you know, it was $10,000 a day. Think about what that that's worth in today's dollars, about probably $23,000 a day, plus expenses, and you paid him up front. <laughs> and so um, the pain was very high, which is why my partner initially bought him, brought him in. And then as we grew the company, we continued to invest in him because we got a good return on our investment. And so that really was pivotal in my um, career as well. So it helped me realize very early that having somebody outside, a friend of mine says, it's hard to read the label when you're inside the jar. Oh, and that is a very true statement. And, um, you know, if you find somebody that knows what they're talking about and you're willing to learn, it can be an extremely powerful investment. You know, it, the other day I was hosting a mastermind um, of different business owners and the suggestion was put into the conversation. You should find a mentor. Mm. Someone was basically looking for some insights and the suggestion was to find a mentor. And they were like, yeah, well, the mentors I've been talking to are looking to charge me 20 or 30 grand. And that's a little bit out of my uh, comfort zone at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the conversation was, Maybe that's not a mentor. <laughs> um, maybe that's more of a consultant. That's right. And, I and think you need both, quite mm -hmm. frankly. And, you know, I don't know about your masterminds, but I'm not in any that are paid. Mm -hmm. um, I have been. And depending on who's running them and who's in them, uh, it could be a worthwhile investment. But I do believe in finding the right tribe, you know, that is outside of your own jar that you can relate to and that you can learn from and that you can also speak into the lives of others from your perspective and from your experience. It's a great way to live, man. It And it's, you know, the energy, because like we're on this roller coaster, right? And the roller coaster goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. Sometimes it flips around and we're like, <laughs> and when you're connected with other people that are on that journey, they can kind of relate to you. It's it's it seems refreshing because you can they can help you dust off, get up quicker, yeah, and and really get on the right track. Um, so yeah. for some of the challenges that you know I've run into with people that are already doing good, but they still have room for improvement, is to understand they still have room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. What what are what is some advice that you give people that maybe are on their journey, they're doing good now, and they think, I don't have time to work on my business. I don't have time to work with you know, a coach like yourself, or they're, they're just in that mindset. They're kind of blocking themselves, and they, they're thinking they, they, don't, they don't need it. Well, um, pain is an amazing motivator. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my experience is, if you don't have pain, you ain't gonna be changing anything. So 
You know, it's like, hey, if that's working for you, great. There will be a moment, especially as you grow a business, where too many roads lead to you and business is no longer fun. And uh, when you start feeling lonely, like, you know, you're in this by yourself, it's no longer fun, you know, then find me <laughs> or find somebody, <laughs> somebody. But pain, without pain, they ain't going to change. Gary, can you talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned investing that large amount of money, but you knew it was worth it. And having that mindset of being able to take that leap of faith and invest, but also how that is going to help you actually take action. Because there's, as you mentioned, a little bit of pain there. And when you're investing that money, the chances are you're actually going to put some action into it. Um, do you see that with some of the uh, clients that you work with? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I, I, I had a mentor a long time ago in the mid 80s. So it was before I did that turnaround. And we did work with the largest general aviation um, aircraft builder. <laughs> and um, I felt like, man, why are we charging these guys so much money? I mean, because we were charging a lot. <laughs> and he said, um, unless the, the value and the price is high enough, they won't value it. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And what I knew when we hired this guy out of Richmond, one, he had helped the Martin agency grow. He had a great reputation. Uh, the Martin agency was one of the top in the country at the time. Our pain was so high because basically my partner was bankrupt. Um, and so this was a Hail Mary. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going <laughs> to uh, throw this guy into the ring and see if he can help us. And what was interesting is we were one of four finalists for a big bank account. It was a regional bank. We came in second to the largest agency in Kansas and I'm from Kansas originally. And um, so you could say, well, gosh, man, you guys lost, you know, if you're not first, you're last. And, um, but the way I looked at it was, yeah, we got paid the same as last, but we beat out two much bigger firms and I thought, wow. So we couldn't afford, you know, we had to all take massive pay cuts to keep the doors open. Everybody quit except for me and my partner, who was 20 years older than me. And we had to build it back. And as we were growing it back and we got to profitability again, I knew that the pain was getting high enough again that um, we needed to bring in Stuart again. And um, as we continued to grow, there were inflection points where we, said, you know what, it's time to bring in Stuart. And I got some pushback from my team because at that time, uh, a new workstation on a, an Apple workstation or Macintosh at that time was about 12 grand. Well, bringing in Stuart was a little over 12 grand. Hey, we need, we need another workstation. Yeah, I know. And I mean, those were hard calls, man, hard calls. But usually there was a three to six month lag, but what we spent with him and he never gave us like insights that oftentimes we didn't know already. Mm -hmm. It was not, not like this, Whoa, you know, <laughs> amazing revelation, but he gave us conviction and courage uh, to, to storm the gate, um, which really shortened our cycle time, quite frankly. So 
you know, there's some investments that you make that don't pan out. You know, I get it. So I like that concept there because that just like we were chatting a, a moment ago, sometimes people think, you know, I, I already know this. I already know what I need to do. It's like, great. Well, do you have the result? Right. If, if you know something, are you doing it? And more importantly, do you have the result? And if you, if you don't, there's a gap. Right. And you need to figure out what's causing the gap. And then you mentioned something just now, you know, sometimes even just having someone help shift your, how you're framing something or the energy that you're bringing to a situation can, that small subtle change there can have a huge impact on, on really what, how people show up and the results they get from it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, you know, one of the things that he, he did for us too was, um, he got us to talk about money right up front. And, um, that was, that was courageous <laughs> because we decided that our strategy was we were going to remove all hourly billing and move to project pricing and, and price ourselves towards the top of the market. And then when it came to billing time, we would surprise them with a little bit of a reduction, not a ton because that becomes a budget buster, especially with big companies, especially if they're publicly traded. Um, but if you come in just a little bit under and you come in at the time that you said you would or beat that as well, all of a sudden you're a stinking hero. And um, it was really amazing to me. So little, little things like that, that were certainly course corrections or, hey, here's a little tidbit to think about. Um, again, you're paying enough money. It's like you're a fool if you're going to pay the money and not pay attention. So <laughs> we were like, we may have been fools for spending so much money. There was times that people were questioning us, especially our staff initially. But um, if you, you're a bigger fool, if you spend the money and you don't pay attention and you don't do it, if they know what they're talking about. I, I like to think of things like shifting the trajectory. Um, mm-hmm. You know, someone has a trajectory that they're on. And even if it, if someone just helps just making a small bump or down the line, that's going to have a huge impact. Um, And I think that's really important to think about. Does this help me get to where I want to go? Does it help? Is it going to have lasting value? Could this be transformative? Uh, And we did have a a comment come in that I missed earlier. Um, This is from Katie Groves. When you get out of your own box in your business and see from another view of your business, showing the big picture, um, she agrees with that. Uh, yeah. which, so agree. Um, and it's important to have fun. But that's, you know, one of the things that we look to do is by connecting with others is, is get their insights. And I appreciate you sharing a, a few things thus far. Um, what's, what's just another maybe piece of advice that you might give someone who's on their journey now and they're looking to, you know, take that next step and, they are not sure which step that is. Um, what's, what's something mm. you would suggest for someone so, in that space? Uh, first of all, I want to acknowledge one thing that Katie said, which was have fun. Mm. And um, I think business should be fun. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, they don't call it vacation. They don't call it recess. It's called business. It's called work. But um, 
And I've seen this many, many times with multiple CEOs, big, big company ones and smaller ones. But typically the smaller and mid-sized companies are the ones that really start feeling it because the growth trajectory, they don't have the infrastructure and they, they are growing, they hit levels of complexity, way <laughs> too many roads are leading to them and they have to strip things off. And so I always, I always look for pain. I look for two things. So I discovered my partner's financial improprieties <laughs> three years after we did this turnaround, caught him twice. And my name was on the door. So I had to uh, make the choice. Either I destroy this guy or I destroy my name because my name was on the door or I start all over again, which is what I did. I decided to start all over again. And I created a stupid little T-chart called the Thrive Wither. <laughs> and I put on there, I started with my Thrive, what makes me come alive? And I was at the ripe old age of 31 at this time. So I didn't have a ton of experience, but I had enough. And I included stuff like the environment that made me come alive. The, you know, the kinds of projects I like working, the kinds of things I love to do, including since I had little kids at the time, where should we live? because I knew I was gonna to have to leave Wichita, Kansas. So uh, my wife had said, I'll go anywhere but Florida. And I don't know why, but it was too hot and humid, I guess. And she, my, my mentor was in Minneapolis and New York City. He split time um, but between that. His name is Ron Anderson. He, and he was kind of a godfather in the ad agency, but he was my mentor and my wife couldn't, she had an arthritic condition at the time. So living in Minneapolis was not an op opportunity or an option. And New York was not where I wanted to raise little kids. So I put on there, I'd love to have a place that had hills and trees and closer to mountains and closer to the ocean because I was landlocked in Kansas. I'd never been to Charlotte, North Carolina, but when I got invited to come to take an equity stake in another firm, I was like, wow, there are trees and, and hills, and I'm pretty close to the ocean, a lot closer than Kansas. And even that was there. But then the other thing is on the wither side, and this is where I really see people get hung up and kind of on an annual basis or even sometimes faster if they're growing fast. The wither side, you may be really good at doing pivot tables, but you hate it. And you're the one that gets it because you're the best in the firm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what I see happening, and this is, it, it's so simple, man. I mean, this is an actionable thing that somebody can do right now. Do a T-chart, right? Thrive, split the, the paper, wither on the other side and start with the thrive. What makes you come alive and write the stuff that's making you wither. And that's where pain is. And, and if you determine, oh my gosh, these are the things that are making me wither. Then you have to start asking, how do I move some of those things off of my plate because guess what if unless you're in a solopreneurship kind of role there are going to be people in your team that if they knew that those things were you know bogging you down that oftentimes they would actually love to do those things and they may actually be better at it than you and so i do kind of on an annual basis a little bit of a horse what i call horse trading of responsibilities with the team so that, you know, the CFO is still the CFO, COO is still the COO, CEO is still the CEO, 
But in that team and the way that they're uniquely made up, oftentimes they can switch things around. And I've seen guys go from hating their own companies, literally, to where they had this one guy in particular that I coach had turned down two big offers, but he couldn't leave because he loved his people and he loved the culture, but it was just killing him. He hated his company. And um, we kind of went through some of that. We did kind of a function accountability chart, butts that, butt that up against what they love doing individually. And we started taking stuff off of his plate and he loved three things and we got all of those other things eventually moved off. And it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Some of them did uh, on an offsite that we talked about it. But that kind of stuff, that's exactly where I would start, man. I'd start with what's dragging you down. And that stupid little simple T-chart is a 30-minute exercise. Get quiet, turn off your devices, and think. And write it down. Write it down. No, I, I love that, you know, because at the end of the day, if you're losing your energy, you're not going to show up to the fight the same. And that drip, drip, drip will weigh you down. And before you know it, you're just like falling over. Exactly. And, you know, I've seen uh, from the, a lot of people that I'm talking to, sometimes, again, they get in, in their own way because they think, um, I need to do everything. Right. I, I can't, I can't let this go. People can't do it as good as me. Oh, and then woe is me at the same time. <laughs> and oftentimes they can't do it as good as you, you know, I mean, good point. especially if you started it, but that's where communication comes into play. You know, what are the measures of success? Define it so that somebody has clarity of what what looks like success and have more conversation on the front end of that so that in, you, you avoid the, hey, let's read my mind. Nope, wrong, start again. You know, I mean, I've seen that way too many times. It's just because of bad communication. Gary, I want to circle back to something you said earlier about when you started going after new business, you started to elevate in terms of the types of accounts that you would go after and that you had increased uh, your fees. And a lot of times we see businesses that are scared to increase their, their prices. Yeah. But a lot of times that allows you to get some of those things off your plate and really focus on those things that you love. So is that something that you've seen as well um, that helped when you did that in your business, where as you increased those prices and the type of business that you were working with, that you were able to do more things and provide more value? Yeah, that's a great question, Manny. You know, the biggest thing is you got to know your numbers and I'm not, I'm not a, a quant jockey, but so I, I just keep things simple. You know, you got to know, like one of the biggest things in this turnaround, this first turnaround, we were charging by the hour and it didn't matter how long it'd be like if I painted my office and had somebody paint it with a toothbrush by the hour, it'd be a $15,000 paid job, you know, but if I paid somebody said, Hey, you know, this, this room's probably worth about 250, 300 bucks, you know, to paint it, knock yourself out. Well, and then if they come in and they get it done in an hour and they say, Hey, by the way, it's 295 bucks. Hey, fantastic. You're a hero. And they made, you know, 295 bucks an hour. Sounds great. That was the, the single most uh, effective thing. So we looked at, Hey, we're writing off all this money. You know, oh, I don't care if you spent 3000 bucks on a yellow page ad, it's worth 500 bucks. That's it. 
So we looked at and said, where are we losing money? Where do we have good margins and what's the market value? And then, you know, what I found, and it's even gotten worse or better, depending on how you look at it. If you just do what you said you're going to do and a little bit more, when you said you were going to do it, you honor your commitments, you're a freaking rock star out there. I mean, it's amazing. And we didn't, that until we got profitable, we didn't go out and try to acquire new accounts. We just tried to serve the ones that we had. We tried to grow them. We try, and we had to weed out some that were unprofitable. But how do you know unless you look at your numbers? You can't. You can't tell. So. Right. That's one of the things with growth amplifiers that we're always talking about. It's like you really got to be working with um, the right team or firm that can help you know your numbers and then strategically make a plan to continually amplify. Absolutely. Uh, it's one of the reasons we we like partnering with. Um, business advisors who have the expertise and knowledge from the financial space is our, our background and knowledge in wheelhouse is, is from the marketing and, and sales point of view. Right. But we, we always take up the holistic look to really know, does this even make sense? What is, what is the best strategy to put into play? Uh, so those things are really cool. So for people that are, have tuned in, they've he heard some of the things that you've shared. They want to learn a little bit more about you, your business, yeah, uh, your podcast. Could you tell them some things and how they could find out more about, about you? Yeah, the easiest place is go to LinkedIn, man. Uh, I'm Gary Fry, F R E Y, and um, I'm the only one that has these funky glasses. So <laughs> and I like I'm them. In North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's the the best way. And then if you want to do a Google, if you're you know we're on all the ma major podcasting platforms. It's called Anything But Typical. And uh, we're the only ones that have the registered trademark. There is a gal that has some spiky, funky hair, uh, and that's not us. <laughs> and I think she's in Australia or something like that. And we haven't done a cease and desist using that <laughs> that name. Um, but nonetheless, you'll find us. And, and again, what we do is we just like focusing on. And right now I'm, I'm focused on Charlotte, North Carolina entrepreneurs. When I left Charlotte in 2002 to go run a company in the great white north of Cleveland, Ohio. I left because I didn't feel like I, I didn't want to go to one of the banks again. I'd been at both and I didn't want to do the large corporate thing. But the the infrastructure of a smaller businesses was still kind of in its infancy. There were some, but not a ton. And so what's happened in, in the, you know, when we moved back in 2015, the, the business community got a lot more robust and I want to continue to focus on that. And so um, what we are doing is just telling kind of the unsung hero stories of other businesses from really big ones. Uh, you know, we had Ashley Home Stores uh, CEO, Charlie Maloof, and it's a couple hundred million dollar company, which is a great company, very intentional down to smaller, you know, pre-million dollar revenue kind of guys or gals that have some humility and are willing to tell the good, bad and the ugly and the mistakes. So those are the two best places probably to find me. Super cool. Um, so definitely connect with Gary. Uh, we did have one other comment come in real quick um, from Mr. Steve Replin. Um, <laughs> What's a pivot table? Well, it's in Excel. And I suck at it. <laughs> but we have some people that are really good, Steve. 
so it's, it's definitely something to um, keep in mind. So definitely connect with Gary. Check out his podcast. It'd be worth it. Um, he, he does put out great content as well. There's amazing things happening in in the Charlotte area. Always impressed. Know some great guys up there my, in the Triangle. State, so I'm, I'm glad you enjoy that. Was that Manny? I said North Carolina is my home state, so I'm really glad that you enjoy it. Yeah. Grew up in Greensboro. Oh, man, I love this place. It's, you know, there's no place called heaven on earth, that's for sure. But, man, I like this place. It's a great place to raise a family and grow a business. And and uh, it's, a, it's a cool, cool city. So thanks, Manny, for sharing your, your state with me. <laughs> hey, thank you, Steve. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Gary, for- thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. This has been fun. It has been fun. appreciate having you join, share some of your thoughts, your expertise. Um, We look forward to connecting again for future Amplifier sessions. We do host a monthly mastermind for uh, business advisors. You'd be welcome to come guest and check it out sometime if you have time. I would love that. I would love that. Excellent. Thanks so much. And thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn too. That's That's a great place to connect with really good people I found. So, and here interesting stories and learn from others so likewise so if if you're tuning in now and you have questions for gary uh, definitely connect with him if you have questions for us growth amplifiers feel free to put them in the comments let us know as we're continuing to put out more programming for future events we're also looking for guests so gary if you know somebody you'd want to introduce i um, will send you some all right send me a separate linkedin message so i don't forget about it okay and then i will send some folks your way all right thank you so much appreciate it Until next time, keep on amplifying. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day and a great week. You too. All right. Bye-bye. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.